Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again like normal is JD. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was um it was good. It's good. Got out, did a bit of karting, but mainly let's talk about the Formula One because yeah, I see you've got new new uh micron on the cart now. You've yes, got a bit more data coming in. Got got the data. I've upgraded from the micron four to the five. It's um the amount of data you can pull off those carts is crazy. Um, you we were just checking out before we started recording here and you've already pointed out several areas of improvement that needs to go through. You're like, you can go faster here, you can do this and this. But it's amazing, the GPS on those things are crazy with the line. How accurate it is, ac- yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely, um, as of getting out of karting a few years ago, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely improved a long way. And then we get the... Um, Throttle and brake position of sensors later in the steering week. Steering sensors? No, and, I haven't got the steering uh, sensors. Yeah, I haven't ordered, ordered one them yet. yet. Okay. But well. we get the brake and the throttle coming, and maybe we'll get the steering towards the end of the season. I need to st- stop dropping money on this cart left, right, and center. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just, just right. make money, money. All right. All right. Let's jump into, first off, let's talk a little bit about the news. We've got some news with. Finally, we had a result about this center of gravity test with the supercars. Yeah, I've been waiting for that a little while because they kind of did the test and then they sort of released that the, the Nissans weren't going to change, but everyone else was. But they didn't tell us what was going on at all with it. Yeah, it was sort of a thing that they come out, they did the test, and I think what they were doing in the test as well was also seeing what they needed to add or to get everyone to an equal level. So, surprise, surprise, the Nissans slowest car on the grid don't need to change. Yeah, which is good. Uh, would have been an absolute tragedy if they had a really low seven gravity. Yeah, could you imagine that? And then, oh, like, yeah, add 50 kilos to your roof. <laughs> so, no, the um, Nissan's unchanged. The ZB Commodores, I believe it's 6.7 kilos they need to add to the roof line. Not not too much. That's It'll make a difference. Um, hmm. Which shows you there's not a huge advantage. Like, six point, that's seven kilos. It's, it's enough, but... It's nothing like the Mustang, which is... I haven't actually seen anything confirmed exactly how much it is. I know it's a lot. It's Everyone's talking about 30 kilos added to the roof. That is a massive amount. That's going to be, you know, on depending on the track. Uh, go somewhere like Bathurst with quite a few corners and um, co- like switch uh, direction changes. Mm. That is, that's going to add up. That'll be a tenth or two. Now, have you seen the pictures that BJR have put out of where the Commodores are getting the... Yeah, it's quite an innovative place to be putting it. It's quite central and, and, and the mm. channel's already there for them. So, yeah, it works well. So, it's quite well. If you guys don't know, they actually pretty much have taken the whole roof top off. off yeah. Um, and then there's two channels along basically next to the windshield and the rear window. They've got a channel along there and that's where they've laid the lead along the top of there. Um, so, it's nice and high. It's as high as you can get. It's nice and secured. It, it can't. Even if that lead does come loose, it can't fall into the um, the cabin. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure supercars will have all sorts of um, restrictions, or not restrictions. That's probably not the right word. Specifications on the the bolts fixing it to the actual panels and stuff as well, with bolt size and washer size. So I doubt they're ever going to come loose. No, I don't think they have they... to tear the panels apart to be able to make them come loose. The Mustangs, however, could not put that there. They said they could not safely put 30 kilos of lead in that area of which, the car. Which is fair enough. 30 so kilos is a lot of weight. That's, that is you know, a lot. That's, that's like a small child. I was going to say, that's that's probably like a six-year-old kid or maybe maybe more. So, mm. yeah, that's that's a lot of weight. So their weight is actually tubular lead wrapped around the roll cage at the top with um, big clamps clamped it all on. Yeah, okay, okay. So there's been a bit of a... The Commodore teams, all the Holden teams have come out and said, yep, we're going to abide by this. We're happy with the result. We will put the 6.7 kilos on our car. Well <laughs> We've done, got su- less than the people we're trying to beat. Well oh. done, supercars. You know, good effort. <laughs> you know, on the back. You know, top works. Full marks for everyone involved. The Ford teams sort of have come out and gone, well, we're going to do it. Well, but- you make the rules and we've got to abide by them, but we don't like it. Yeah. See you in court. <laughs> um, Tim Edwards said, we did his usual. Wasn't super stoked. You know, things a bit, we built this car within the rules. Now we have to do this. Yada, yada, yada. Um, this Ryan's has been a precedence before, but when we look back in the early days of the Volvo of 
um, just the engine center of gravity was mm. a lot lower. So they had to put lead or steel plates in the in the valley of the engine to bring up the center of gravity and the what, overall weight of it. What Ryan, Dr. Ryan's story was saying was he actually apparently raised this issue with supercars end of last year. Really? Okay. That's saying interesting. Yeah. we've got a high, you know, the, should we test for center of gravity? And they were pretty much told no. That's what he's saying. Mm. I haven't seen Supercar Commission come out and say this. But you know another thing? You know, like, everyone's like, oh, Roland Danny's the one that, you know, controls everyone. You know, this is a Holden Supercar group, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. He's not even on the commissioner. He's not even part of the group that makes the rules. Ryan's story is. Yeah. Um, okay. BJR is. And I don't know if Walkinshaw is. Wouldn't be surprised if he is. But... Triple Eight don't actually have a representative in the Supercar Commission. There you go. Isn't that interesting? I assume he does it by pressuring other teams and pressuring everyone else. Does money. it with his checkbook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but you know what I mean. Like, mm. it, it's probably the Triple Eight's a company that's there to make money, so they they want to do everything that's right by them. Um, hence, winning championships makes money because they can sell components to other teams so when it's not going their way they obviously throw their checkbook behind lawyers and 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 trying to make things like what's happening right now mustangs have been dominant i wouldn't say mustangs in general have been dominant in general it's turned teams that had that had falcons last year that maybe got a couple of top fives you know every every in a a handful of races they might get one or two Top five. Well, Tickford now, every is now race, very competitive. Where yeah, last now, every year race they weren't anywhere. They're, they're, they're really up there. Yeah. Um, so it, it really has turned around. It, it hasn't surprised me at all with the the evolution, I guess, of McLaughlin slash um, Penske pace. Mm-hmm. I could have seen that coming, I guess, with the fact that they've been... The, the evolution of their cars over the last three years has been... Phenomenal, like the the pace oh. they've been getting out yeah. of it. It's just the been going up, like, up, 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 up. Everyone's like, oh, well, the ZB had an advantage last year. I'm like, Scotty won it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if there was an advantage last year, that when they come to a car that was going to be more equal, he obviously gonna, is going to excel. So yeah. um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how all the teams handle it, and maybe they might the four teams might do it different ways, trying to location for the weight and stuff like yeah, that. See where they can move it around. I don't yeah. think there's a stipulated. I think there's only stipulated height. Yeah, it'll like have to be the you have to put roof, it above this point in the car wherever you want, as long as it's above this mark. Yeah. Okay. But see, I was having a talk to Mitch the other day about it and going. Ask for his opinion because you know he's a Ford man and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. he's going, look, if there is a disparity, you're right. Let's bring it in line, but I don't want them to bring it in line for the sake of just you know, if there isn't a disparity, then don't change it. But obviously, there was something that comes in. Well, if Super the rumors are built, thirty kilos, that's quite a um, yeah, that's quite a disparity. Six point seven. Yeah, that's just probably smart building of the cars, but. 30 kilos is, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Well, like, I think Brad Jones come out and pretty much said, you know, a two-door car is always going to have a lower center of gravity than a four-door car anyway. Yeah, less pillars. Yeah. And they're steel. The pillars are all steel, not not carbon fiber or anything like that. So you got A, B, and C. Two-door cars only got an A and B pillar. Yeah. But, you know, well, let's see how they go. I don't think the center of gravity is going to make that much difference at Simmons Plains. No, we'll look. We'll it's just such a tight track. It's only like what fifty seconds. I say this every year. It needs to be longer, but then every year again the after that round, I'm like, the so racing's good. so great. Well, and I'm, I'm, and we we're talking about before, but they're bringing back the qualifying uh, that they had last year with the practices. That's it. That's it. Making all a Q one now, and that is so good. I really love that that idea. Plus, the fans, you're getting a for a three day event. You're getting, you're really getting three days of. Um, actual Cause Friday is actually meaningful. Means something. Yeah, yeah. Not just data gathering uh, to set the cars up for for Saturday. So um, no, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be really close, like always. The the times there, you know, if you're one tenth off, you probably will be struggling to be in the top five. So um, it'll be interesting to see whether it mixes up the field. Obviously, we haven't been there in a long time, and this is going to be every track this year with a single spring. Yeah. 
it's it's gonna see how they get around it, how they get around that hairpin, um, which is one of the tightest corners on the on, on the, the, the calendar. calendar. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a a, a um, story put out last week about Erebus have improved their car this year so they can get more lock out of the car because last year they really struggled at Simmons Plains to actually get to the get car that around. Thing turned, yeah. Um, so that they said that should help them a fair bit because they're having to. Pretty much use their full steering lock just to get around the corner. Um, just clutch in, kick it. Yeah, well, use the back end to turn it's, it. Well, they and it's not uncommon for racing drivers to do that to use the throttle a little bit to steer, steer the car when they get a bit understeer or whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to help them a little bit more. Um, so that'll be interesting. Well, Airbus pretty much come out and said they want to be the front running Commodore team. So well, Triple Eight's Triple Eight struggling at the moment. Mm. There now, no Super 2s this year at Simmons Plains. No, the round's been dropped this year, hasn't it? Mm. So they've opened up for wild cards, and Jack Smith has put his hand up, and he's going to contend a wild card round at Simmons Plains. What's your thoughts on it? Now, he's had two or three years in the Super 2s. Yeah, so he's had um, plenty of funding behind him. He ran Super 2s and Super 3s for... And the New Zealand. And yeah, all in one season. But he won Super 3s. Well, it was, wasn't was Super 3s back then, but just yeah, for namesake, was, was yeah. full of Super 3s. And the New Zealand Touring Car Round that year. Yeah. And so he won the New Zealand Touring Car Round, I believe, this year. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, I think it's going to be a tough track with how competitive it is to just qualify there. Mm. Uh, I, really, I really feel for him because it's going to be one of those tracks where... Yeah, there's not much time to be found, and no, but at least you're tenth or two down, you're going to be way back. At least for him, he's got the advantage of raced a supercar. I say that in quotations because he raced a super two car there last year. Yeah, yeah. So exactly it's not right. like, um, you know, with the wild cards at Hidden Valley, where the guys haven't driven a supercar liked car at that track before. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. when they go to Queensland, right? They do super twos at Queensland. Um, no, I don't think they do at QR. Yeah, because there's no pits there. Yeah, I don't think they do at QR. Anyway, they haven't driven the those type of cars around those tracks, but Jack Smith has had that experience driving the Super 2 car around that track, so he sort of understands what he's in for. Yeah. Are they pulling out Macaulay's chassis? Are they? Too? Um, I'm not sure, but they, they released the pictures of the car today. Um, it's just STC Logistics. Surprise, surprise. Um... I don't know what car it is, to be honest. Well, I'm assuming that he wouldn't. They wouldn't update his Super Two car to a, a ZB to just get it out there. No, nah, no. Nah, I reckon it it's probably down. the sh- the busted chassis. I reckon it. Yeah, I agree. I reckon it'll be the chassis that come off the uh, Macaulay's. Basically, his chassis that was getting rebuilt anyway. Well, they're rebuilding two of his cars now. Yeah, at least the last one was not quite not as bad. As bad. <laughs> yeah. No. So. That's pretty much all we got for supercars. We don't have anything else. Um, well, Bryce is actually racing at some planes. He is. He is racing the in the Aussie cars. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. It's good to see they invited him back because he did really well at Hidden Valley. Well, yeah, I was talking to um, the, the Bryce's family only last circuit racing meeting up here in Darwin, and uh, apparently he did a bit of testing for them over the over the break and uh, they really enjoyed his his feedback and his data and stuff like that. So well, they That's what they said about him at Hidden Valley. Like the, the his feedback that he's been giving them during that Hidden Valley round was almost second to none. Like they're like, it was so great. He pretty much told them what they needed to do to fix that car. And he was fast. Years yeah. Ahead. But for never driving the cars before. So it'll be interesting um, to see how he goes this time. Cause it's going to be a points round down there. So the boys are going to be playing for keeps as well. And there's going to be a couple of the drivers that weren't in Darwin last year um, that he really wanted to race because he wanted, you know, obviously all these drivers, they want to set their their goals on driving against the best. So um, it'll be, yeah, really, really interesting round for him. And um, hopefully they go really strongly down there and, and do a good job. All right. Let's jump on to Formula One. Yes. We'll quickly touch on qualifying. Qualifying was... Very procedural. Yeah. Well, um, I guess you got to go straight to the top there, don't you? You really, you do. My my boy this was whole on weekend, pole. whole weekend, uh, 
fantastic effort from the Ferrari team and, and Charles Leclerc. Charles um, was just in a league of his own. At one point, he was like, he brought out a second gap between everyone else in qualifying. He just did such a good job this whole weekend. Like, you watch every session, he's just so strong. Mm. And, um, yeah, it, 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 he really showed it in qualifying, did a good job. Um, the Ferraris are obviously back on pace now. Yes. Which has changed well, significantly everyone, between Australia and there. Apparently, they was it heating issues or cooling issues that they had in Australia? In Australia? Um, I've heard, yeah, a few different rumors. One was that they started to go down a design path that sort of backfired on them and they didn't really, um, they didn't turn it around fast enough. And the other one was that they had to have their engines turned down in Australia mm. um, for for a heating issue uh, to keep the engines cool. Yeah, so don't know what it was, but either way, their cars were back on point this year, back on to everyone was like, oh, this is what we saw at testing. Yeah. So it made me feel a little good. Well, it's good. I, li- I like the fact that it's going to be unpredictable. Mm. Really, like this is what you want in racing. I didn't predict, racing. Charles. I was there going, I know I quick bodass and i was like should have said charles again well i and that was surprising as well there was the turnaround from obviously bodass doing such a good job at the last meet i thought he would come here on a high and drive the wheels off the car and be you know fastest out there but he didn't like i mean we'll touch on that in a sec but he just didn't really have it in him no it was it was I don't know what it was, to be honest. He, he, they just didn't get the setup right, I guess, for him over the weekend. He wasn't comfortable uh, and just didn't do a good enough job. Someone general. who I think is not doing probably a good enough job in qualifying and probably the racing at the moment, Lance Stroll. Yeah, Lance. And uh, Gasly really is the one that stands Gasly out for me. Gasly is another one that I, he was in my notes going, is he Red Bull worthy? Is he ready for Red Bull yet? Okay, so this is twice in a row now. Obviously, only having two rounds. He this got year. up. He got out of Q one this time. At least, yeah. And the first one was probably a bit the team's fault. They said that stay in the garage. Your time's going to be above the knockoff, mm. the uh, the cutoff, and it wasn't. But yeah, he's going to have to really find that pace soon. Yeah, he's definitely looking like you can't really say Kvyat. We'll go replace him again, but he's got the more experience. But Kvyat sort of struggled in qualifying. Um, Nico Hulkenberg had an engine map problem in qualifying. Yeah, okay. So that's why he was down in 17th. He, un- well, we know what happened to him. Great drive, 17th, like six, and then died last lap. Like three laps to go. Um, Antonio Giovinazzi, here's someone that I want to see more of. Um. He's not. Well, he was a very good GP2 driver. Uh, he did excel really well on that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes in well, Sauber. Kimi managed, like, Kimi's pulling the car up. He got into Q3. Yeah. And basically Kimi did an amazing job to get into Q3, but I didn't oh. think he was going to make that. No. Yeah, he did a really, really good job just getting it right every time. Um, it, the other battle that's really starting to hot up for me is the Lando Norris and, and Carlos, Carlos Sainz. So Carlos really needs to perform strongly because he's up against a rookie uh, in the mm. in the field. And really, other than, yeah, okay, he out-qualified him this time. But he's, Lando is doing such a Lando's good job. Lando's doing a fantastic job. This is the second race in a row. I know we've only had two, but both times he's gone out, he's got into Q3. Yeah, he's doing um, a good job. These uh, McLaren Renaults are looking pretty good. Like, Ricardo missed out on um, Q3. Yeah, just again. Just, yeah. I'm Renault's dead to me, mate. <laughs> it, well, it was it was very close to getting into Q3. I think it was like literally hundreds of yeah, thousands. Yeah, I'm glad I jumped on the Charles Leclerc bandwagon <laughs> at the end of last year. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we we can move on to the race and we can discuss a bit more for about Renault after that. But yeah. But yeah. Um Magnuson, another one that did all right. He got up into there in the house and Roman Grosjean, well, he's eighth. I I honestly think this is probably Roman's last year. I was I don't want to be mean, but I, I was surprised they kept him for another season. Yeah. Um Me too. after last year's absolute dismal effort. 
crashing the car constantly, making big mistakes. Making rookie mistakes. Like yeah. that one in Barcelona. Yeah, where he spun out and he spun went out through and the field. I'm surprised he didn't get race bans for it because he pretty much tried to save his own car and sacrificed, like put everyone in danger. Yeah. It was a dumb move. It really it's was. Really Amazing when you watch the Netflix special on it, actually, when uh, the McLaren engineers are, like, joking, I bet you he doesn't get past the first corner, and then, like, corner two, bang, wipes out three cars or four cars, and he's like, I told you! <laughs> <laughs> Need to finish watching that, that, that Born to Survive, or whatever it is. Yeah, I can't remember what it's Drive called. to Survive. Yeah, it's it's quite a good quite a good series. I can't wait for next year's. Yeah, Hulkenberg's well, like, now. Hulkenberg's <laughs> pushed the mic away today on uh, the driver's parade. Yeah. Told, told, yeah, that's what he said to them. Go away, pretty much. All right, let's jump onto the race. Starting off with the race, Charles Leclerc did not get a very good start. No, and it was interesting, that start, wasn't it? Because he didn't... Not only did he not get the best of start, but he, then he looked like... Maybe it was an error wash of Patel's car or, or something. But he was his car looked very loose. Maybe he was just using too much throttle. Now, Rosberg actually did a few YouTube videos and vlogs and stuff like that um, this weekend. And he was explaining one of the reasons why Charles's start was probably Substantive. not as great. Yeah. And he said it's probably the same reason of what Lewis's start in Australia was. The new clutch system they've got in it is a hand pedal. Behind yeah, the yeah, steering yeah, wheel. Course, yeah. And now that is has to be linear. Ah, oh, they're not Before like, they had yeah. it programmed so you could have it and it goes up to a certain percentage and it holds. So now you have to pretty much hold it at the optimal t- um, length or suppression is four centimeters. Yeah. That's what they need to hold it at. And you let it go at that and that's your optimal go. Before you could p- sort of program the clutch to go, all right, anywhere between this range... It would sort of, you'd peak up and then they'd have it like plateau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now the clutch range has to be linear and that's what's yeah, catching a lot their, of... It's all on their hand now. Yeah. Where before they used to always do clutch bite tests at the, and multiple, like lots and lots of starts. The engineers would enter the numbers into their computers and it'd be logged into the car. The cars then knew what to do at certain mm. points when they released the clutch, yeah. Yeah, so pretty much it's... Because it's all down to the driver now, and they're not allowed to program remap the clutch pressure and stuff like that. It's yeah. a linear line, so you have there is only one single point on that clutch where, where the bites. optimal bite is. Yeah, and that's catching a few drivers out, but unfortunately, it's been catching out drivers who have been starting at the front on pole position. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Charles just. I looked think that's good, but I think it, I I like the fact that it's down to skill, mm. and the car's not doing it for them, and it's going to mix up the studs. You know, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, when it's your favorite driver on pole, it's 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 not great. But it, it's it good. Back it's up gonna, there. Yeah, but it's gonna mix it up for the the season. I like that. Yeah. Now, he did recover from the start. He did. He, I think he took what two three laps to get back up in front. Bottas looked the strongest on the first lap. This whole race, he managed he to did. get ahead of Hamilton. I think Hamilton dropped back to four. Yep, and then Hamilton did quite a good job of overtaking, and he, he did his usual aggressive shut the door on the exit of the corner when Bottas was sort of still half there. Um, and then it sort of, he just seemed to lose the, the wind yeah, out of like, his sail and then just it fell off, didn't he? He really, yeah, he sort of just played second fiddle again. I think it was more that, he probably didn't have the car underneath him this weekend. He definitely did not have the car to beat the Ferraris while they were as competitive as what they were. And I think he's just like, well, his victory in Melbourne was because he got it off the line and he just wasn't challenged. Yeah. He had that dominant run, but I don't think he's still, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, Bottas is back. He's not going to take no shit from no one. But I think he's still not going to put himself in a compromising position to take out Hamilton or something like that. No, I think and he's just going to be more aggressive in general. He's not going to be dangerous for the team, essentially. He's always going to be still a team player, but he's going to put himself first, not the team. Yeah. And where he was pretty much driving this weekend, when he was sitting in fourth, that's pretty much the best position he could get. 
Hamilton still is number one driver. You're not going to battle over third. Yeah. The team pretty much won't let him. I don't think they're going to. It's too early in the season. It's, yeah, maybe if Hamilton has a DNF or something like that and it, it looks uh, mathematically a little bit further out, yeah, they, they might start phasing. Hamilton might hear that. Hamilton? Uh, Lewis, this is James. <laughs> oh, geez, the dreaded James talk. Da- no, Dad! Yeah. <laughs> the passing this weekend. The three quite DRS zones. Quite good. The new cars are looking good, too. They can follow quite well. You look at the start of the race, there was all... Sorts of passing going on yeah. all over the field. Bahrain is one of the tracks I think that has the most passing on the calendar. It is a very well designed track for a Formula One car. I don't think it's the best track for other cars, but it is a very good Formula One track, isn't it? Mm. And it's one of the ones, and this is what we were just sort of discussing off mic before, was the rookies go really well here. But they they've too. got lots of laps under their belt. And yep. apparently, according to Nico Rosberg, because I watched a lot of his YouTube videos this weekend. Yeah, okay. My yep. quote's coming from directly from him. Yep. It's an easy track to drive. Yeah, well, I suppose it's probably a traditional track, like the corner apexes and stuff. It's probably a track that you don't need to know all its quirks. It's not got weird bumps here and there. You can't do this over there in that braking zone because if you brake too late, the bump will unsettle the car mm. or... Um, weird direction changes and stuff like that. It is a very flowing track with wide open corners. That cut you out of a hill. Yeah. It's flat. Or yeah. Flat enough. Yeah. It, yeah, he's probably right in that. Well, I'm sure he's right. Um, and he's he's pointed out a pretty good point there. But it's it's a, probably an easier track for the year to get used to. But I do also think it's very much that they do lots of laps They've there. Got, and, yeah, and everyone's and done lower, GP2 lower there now. Yeah. And it's, I think it's the opening round of GP2 calendar these days. It is, it is. Once the race sort of settled down a little bit, the pit stops was actually triggered by a slow puncture from Red Bull. Yeah, wasn't that interesting? It looked like an undercut was going on. It really did. And everyone was like, oh, here comes the pit stops. And then when they got on, the Sky um, F1 team got on because they had Christian Horner on the radio this weekend. Yeah. He was like, oh, your pit stop call there, you know. To try and undercut or whatever really triggered all the pit stops. He's like, um, we pitted because we had a slow puncture. Yeah. Um, and But that set the whole field off, and that really brought the race alive. It did, didn't it? And it put a lot of the cars in uncomfortable positions because it's a little bit early. It, yeah, it was quite early. Um, I believe, was it Hamilton pitted before Bottas, and then that forced Charles to then cover off Hamilton, which left Vettel out, and it sort of put Vettel in like, a second fiddle position? It did, it did, yep. Um, one team that sort of lost its way was Renault with his Ricardo's pit stop uh, strategy. Well, yeah, they put him on a one-stop strategy. They had discussed it pre-race. They said it was an option, and of course it's like the faster one on paper. Yeah. But everyone before the race was like, this is the two-stopper, has to be two-stopper, possibly three, but I don't think it. Definitely a two-stopper. One won't work. Yeah, and... One didn't work. <laughs> no. Like, there was a point there, and I was almost tempted to take a photo of Ricardo leading the race in a Renault. His lap times were nowhere near where they needed to be at that point, but he led the race. Did I you think s- two laps. Did you see Channel 7? Sorry, off top, well, on topic, but slash off topic. Um, Channel 7 reported on their social media that Daniel Ricardo led the Formula One Grand Prix in every, in Bahrain, sorry. Uh, only to have engine failure or electrical failure. That <laughs> I'm like, that's optimistic oh, that, reporting no, I, there. I didn't see that. I don't actually have free day TV. But, I mean, they didn't lie. They didn't lie. and you know, No, they did not lie. But, geez, that's blurring the lines for someone reading that and not knowing that's actually what happened. Yeah, like, oh, really? Was he doing so well? Was he on for a week? No, he was yeah. on for about eighth. Yeah, well, if that, yeah. It was, that was a horrible decision to keep him out. Yeah, and they just sort of went past the point of no return. They left him out there for so long that he couldn't really then change for a two-stopper because he had already lost all his he time. He lost all time. And like that same when you come in, he's gonna, he was going to come out, like, I think, out of the top 10. Well, he was going four seconds a lap slower than the leaders by the time they pulled him in. Like, mm. that, he's just... Every 10 laps, 40 seconds, like, 
It was a massive amount. So, yeah, anyway, they they screwed that one up. They've got to learn from that and try not to do that again. Yeah. Yeah, and try and get the cars to the finish line. It, it was funny because Hulkenberg actually looked quite good. Hulkenberg was doing fantastic. He started 17th, got up to 6th, and then he had the engine. Well, we was had his two failure or was his Well, engine? his looked like an his actual blue engine. blue smoke. And it made a noise and sparks come out the back. So, um because there was I a point that Sky, well, Martin Brundle was saying, oh, they both ran out of fuel because both of them did it at well, the same was... corner, same lab, and you're like, they've probably got the same burn rate. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's looks like it's just a coincidental thing. Uh, Ricardo's actually put on the, the electrical safety light as well. Yeah. So he had to jump from it. And then the stewards were good enough to get him questioned about not the fact the that not putting the steering on. wheel on. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're I'm not going to touch the car. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit because that's pretty much coming up towards very much the end of the race. Now, yeah. let's talk about my man, Charles, dominating. His pass on Vettel. Did you actually know he got told to stay behind Vettel for two laps and he did that all for one lap and then passed him? Yeah. Yeah. He, he pretty much said, I'm faster than him. I'm going. I'm not doing this all year. <laughs> nah, it's great. I, he still needs to fix up his driving. Yeah, he's still making He's still mistakes. making silly mistakes. And I think if he's going to do that, they're not really going to back him 100%. Yeah. He's lucky on this one because you're like, oh, you come off the road. Oh, guess what? You're still on bloody tarmac. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he still needs to fix these little errors because they are little errors. They're just... Maybe he's just outbreaking himself a little bit into a braking zone. Yeah. He wasn't like locking the wheels, like he wasn't locking the brakes up or anything. He's just driving off the outside. Yeah, yeah. He went out a little, little late, missed his points, and uh, and went a bit wide. Yep. But once he was comfortably leading the race, like I think he had the fastest lap in the bag. Um, no one he else did. pretty much could come close to his laps. He, in qualifying, actually. He set the exact on the first run of Q three. Oh, he set yeah. the exact same lap as what Sebastian Vettel set the year before in qualifying. Yeah, I did down to the that. three decimal places, and yeah. then went faster again. Yeah, the next second run. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good to get. Like, and then I watched um, a side by side comparison of those two laps. Yeah, he had time to make up because there was points there where he's like ahead of Vettel, and then he buggers up, and then Vettel sort of catches up and. Yeah, okay. It was interesting. Is it just different characteristics from the two cars, maybe as well, or yeah, it could be. Yeah, there was like Vettel was last year. Vettel was faster in other parts, and then you could tell that he sort of just didn't get a hundred percent the line properly yep. perfect. Um, it was actually really interesting to watch them side by side because you could see you're like, well, you know, they're going to finish at the same point, but there was points there where you're like, oh, well, the best way to look is like where the ripple strip has ended or whatever, and you're like, well, Vettel's already passed the ripple strip. And Leclerc's still at the ripple strip, but you know they're going to match up, so you can see who's going to be faster at other points. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he had this nice lead. Then he's come over the radio, and then he said, there's something wrong with the engine. I know. Devastation. Fuck. Absolute devastation. Now, was it the energy recovery system, or was it his turbo that... It was, yeah. Yeah. So it's the re it was the recovery system, so he still had turbocharged air, like he was still getting... His full engine power. He was just down 160 horsepower. Yep. He was not getting any of the battery charge from the, the turbo generator side on the, the exhaust. That was devastating to watch. Now, I was watching this live at like 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'd sort of, I'm laying in bed watching it and I sort of like, you know, close my eyes a little bit and then open them and I'm like, ah, Hamilton's ahead. Ah, uh, I bet he's just, you know, Charles is going to pit or, you know, he's probably just pitted. Either way, they'll jump. You yeah. know, Charles is probably pitted. Hamilton's taking the lead and then he'll he'll pit yeah. and then he'll come out ahead. And then Bottas is, then they started talking about like he's slowing and I'm like, yeah, he's not very quick. And then they were saying, yeah, he's gone. And, oh, mate, my heart sank. He did such a good job, but you could hear him on the radio when it happened and it shook him up a little bit and they said, look, focus, we can still finish on the podium. Optimistic because they weren't going to, but um, he he kept his head down and he did the best he could 
pretty much like Ricardo did last year in, in Monaco. Just absolutely just get every point out of it, break as late as you can, hit your apexes, just do as much as you can as if that car doesn't have that power there. Mm. It, they were very lucky with the Renault situation because Max was closing in on him. I did kind of see a funny meme actually on Monday, which was about um, uh, Cyril. Cyril still fucking Red Bull's races up. Well, um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Horner actually said, oh, it doesn't matter if they're in the car or out of the car. They're still getting in our way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Christian Horner really doesn't like Renault, and it seems to be like he's really just pushing in any fact that he can make going, well, Ricardo, you left us. Oh, of course. It's probably a little bit personal, but um, I guess that's business, you know. He's got to look at his new boy, try and discredit his old boy that he said was the best, one of the best drivers in the field. He had the two best drivers in the field. Mm. You would have reported him saying last year, now he's, oh, no, Ricardo's not that good. Max is definitely the best driver. Yeah, but you got to back your own horse. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's that's normal, I guess. So the whole situation with the Renault at the end, with what caused the safety car to be prolonged and why Ricardo got summons to the stewardess. Stewardess? Stewardess? Well, he might like that, but <laughs> to the stewards. For the stewards. Um, was he did not put the steering wheel back on the car. Yes. And Ricardo's response was, I don't feel like getting electrocuted today. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> um, one's come out, no penalty yeah. for that. Um, he said the same as Carlos Saints in Melbourne. Didn't have to put his steering wheel back on. He actually took it with him. He yeah. made a comment of that last episode. Um, yeah, that that saved Charles's bacon. Well, not really his bacon. It, it saved his podium. It was, yeah, it, it, it saved him a podium, which was good. It was a consolation prize for what was going to be his first ever Formula One win. Was all- it still was his first ever Formula One podium. I know, but, but it was so sobering. Damp- yeah, so damp. I was glad to see him spray the champagne. I was worried he was going to take the champagne and walk off. Yeah, I was glad to see him still enjoy his podium. It, it a real letdown that everyone happened, like Hamilton in the Martin Brunnels chat to him. He he pulled him over and said, "This bloke's, you know." Future world this champion. guy's going to win more. Yeah, all right. And then Charles wanted to speak, and then Martin's like, I have to talk to <laughs> I have to talk to Valtteri. I'll come back to you. <laughs> and he walks off because yeah. he's not allowed to talk to the third guy, even if he's right there. Um, everyone pretty much come over and, you know, congratulated him or, you know. Uh, Hamilton was really nice. I think that was really good what he did with just letting him know, like, this moment really sucks, but, it, you know, use this later. Move yeah, on. Yeah, because he also said it in the cool-down room. I think yep. Bottas was the only one that didn't say, like, oh. Bottas is finished. He's like, whatever, man. Just go drink some vodka and get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> but Charles was very um, very humble. He said, this is motorsport. These things happen. Third was in our place today, but, you know, still a good haul of points. Well, you, and you you got to do that, don't you? On your bad days, you got to finish... As high as you can. He got his extra point. He did. That. And this is something that we were discussing also was Hamilton finished second, Valtteri finished first in Melbourne, and Valtteri got that extra bonus point. Hamilton finished first in Bahrain, Valtteri finished second, but Hamilton get didn't get his bonus point. So the bonus point is already affecting the championship. Did you notice that no one really targeted the fastest lap this time as well? I don't think they could have. I think they knew that they were no the match pace. for the Ferrari. The pace was so much better. I was surprised Vettel didn't actually try and do something about it as well. He he looked like he was really struggling this weekend compared. Yeah. He I, had I, another he one of those. He didn't have the pace in the car. I don't think he could have matched Charles's pace. He also had another one of those spins as well where the car got uneasy. Um, Hamilton just passed him. Obviously, the aero washed off the Hamilton's car. It was very windy, and that was at the most wind-affected point. Actually, Hamilton said he was looking at the flags on the hill, the big Bahrain flags, and he saw that it was a head-on breeze. So he's like, I can can break later into this because I'm going to use the wind to help slow me down. Um, And that's what he did. He just like pretty much put it all on the line, knowing, trusting Vettel enough too that he was... Yeah, they're very 
they're very. They got a lot of respect. They, they yeah. battle hard, but they got respect for each other. Yeah, absolutely. They're not going to like take each other out. Um, but yeah, also just looking at the wind and adjusting for that. Going, yep, I can break harder. I can break later into this or less breaking into this corner because the wind's going to help me slow me down and get around it. But then also once you get around that corner, then the wind's all of a sudden there's a crosswind. Yeah, change the Um, and it picked up on the Ferrari, and it it I think also. Vettel got on the gas pretty early. Oh yeah, Vettel didn't help it. It's just when he 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 obviously trusted the car to do one thing and it did it did another, um, and caught him by surprise. He ended up spinning and flat spotting the tires really bad. The flat spots ended up making the vibrations on his front wing just failed completely. Yeah, another one of them to just boom underneath. So lucky it wasn't a bigger crash because he was getting passed by with Williams right beside him when it happened. Spectacular spark show, but oh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whole front both front tires off the ground. Boom. Yeah. There's three cars there. I love there I seen a meme yesterday. It was hilarious. And it's You're like all on the memes this week. Oh, it was a meme here, seen a meme there. So this one here was it was about when you hit sp- star on Mario Because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it really looks like. He's just hit star. <laughs> He's about to pass everyone. But yeah, anyway, oh. that, that that was a, you know, that must bit of a do shame. some damage to your floor running over your wing. Oh, Did absolutely. you hear um, Kimmy on the radio when the teams come to him? He's like, Kimmy, have you damaged your front wing? How does it look? He's like, I can't see it. You'll have to tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did hear that. I thought it was hilarious. Typical Kimmy. He's like, why are you asking me? I can't see it. It's <laughs> uh, another shot of it. It's just that's amazing how high that's gone. Yeah, it really throws 700 it kilo cars just leapt all four wheels off the ground because the front wing went underneath it. So is that actually how strong the wings are? Um, a bit of a downside from Ricardo's race. Did you see where he actually made contact with Hulk? I did. Mm, not great for hitting your teammate because Hulk gave him so much room on the inside. Yeah, I know. And like Ricardo obviously just couldn't pull it up. No, it wasn't deliberate, but yeah. I just yeah, Something I don't he probably think... would have gone hat in hand and and Ricardo said sorry. Ricardo's really be struggling. Um, oh, obviously he's gone from a car with. Amazing Hulkenberg, downforce. Uh, Ricardo, Hulkenberg near miss shows lack of confidence on the braking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things. It's just. He's gone from the car with the best brakes in the field to a car that's sort of mediocre midfield running car. So it's going to take a few races for him to get used to it and uh, to match Hulk. Now. Well done to Hamilton. You got your point. It is oh on the board. Oh, my God. How lucky was that? I couldn't believe it. When I was like, yeah, I started watching the race. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to. I won. I'm 2018 champion. Yeah, Who well, cares about yeah. that? Yeah. No, but not even that. I was like, ah, oh, well, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, let's watch Leclerc get a win here. I'll That's be happy what I was like. It. With Bottas being nowhere, I was like, oh, well, still my boy's winning. Yeah. And, and that, I was really happy for that. And then all of a sudden, it just all turned. South, yeah, like it absolutely turned around. Um, but yeah, I'll take the point. I need them. So now they are testing at Bahrain at the moment, and a lot of pictures have come out. We have just seen um, Mick Schumacher in his Ferrari gear. I, yeah. I don't know how he's gone in the test, I haven't yet seen any of those results. Um, this sounds weird, but I feel for the boy. Oh, the, pressure the amount of be, pressure yeah. and like. Normally, you won't have every bloody journalist under the sun at a test. I bet they're there. They're there. And like he then, when he got announced as a Ferrari test, it was going to test this one here. They have a GP2 press conference, right? Normally, no one goes to it. It was chockers. When really? We, yeah. Really Everyone's right. just asking me questions. What's going on? It, and I just, I feel for him. Um, he was on pole position for the race, th- one of the races this weekend. I think he finished six. Oh, well, that's good. So, yeah, only down bit five. A, yeah, a bit of a shame about finishing position, but but he's looking good. good. Alonso was also out testing because you know it's good to see that young talent in there. Yeah. Now yeah. well, Alonso is good because they'll be looking for his feedback. Really. Yeah, he Absolutely. can give you that feedback for the cars. 
Um, who else was driving? Uh, George Russell was testing oh, for yeah. the Mercedes. Yep, yep. Here's a driver that I actually quite like, but it's just the shame is in the Williams. <sighs> Williams. Still not They're going around. slower every year. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, isn't it? The, the evolution of the other cars is going so much faster, and yet the Williams is going slower every year. Just it's just weird, um, and the mission win now was back on the cars and Ferrari and all their logos. That. Now it's come out that the mission win now will not be featured on the Ferrari liveries in Codemasters F one twenty nineteen. I think that should be right. You know, that's a kids. It's a game that predominantly, let's say, sixty percent of people that play it will be under the age of eighteen. I don't think we should have cigarette branding on a car that <laughs> no. is aimed at kids. Well, I was only looking at um something that we'll probably touch on. I think we're going to talk about it maybe next episode once I finish listening to it. So we're going to do a little Breaking Lake book club, if oh, you want okay. as such. Um, if you guys want to go to and join in on our little conversation, we'll be talking about the mechanic. Um, not next episode, but probably the episode after that. Yeah, yep. Um, Fantastic book. It's a great book if you guys... you can go Hilarious to too. That is... For a racing book, it's got to be one of the funniest it's, it's, books. It's really hilarious. Yeah. Um, it got me looking at um, a lot of the old McLaren cars. And then when you see when they had West branding on it. Oh, but then yeah. when they come to like Australia, they had like Kimmy yeah. written on the side of it in the same logo of it. And I thought that was a pretty good little way of disguising it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you guys want to listen in or if you guys want to know roughly what we're talking about when we discuss this book, I would recommend either... You can go to Audible and buy it. You can, if you're not a member, you can just sign up for it. We don't have a sponsor, so we're not going to give you a link. <laughs> but you, if you sign up, you get your first book free and highly recommend yeah, um, absolutely. The Mechanic Fantastic. by Mark Elvis Presley. It is. He narrates it as well, which is mm. pretty rare, actually, for all the racing books I've ever listened to. Yeah, to get it's the actual be author. the only one I think I've listened to that is actually the author that narrates it. And he's very good at it too. It's, yeah. it's it's he does a very good job, and it's entertaining the whole way. You will have so many laughs. You get so many uh, little bits of tidbits you, you, from the race. You'll get up. You'll listen to one certain chapter, and you just shake your head in disapproval. Oh, for there's it. so many. There's <laughs> a lot of them. You're like, why would you guys do that? Like <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, we won't talk about that. That's we will say listen to it. Not next episode. So not after Tasmania. Oh. It'll be the China episode. Yeah, yeah. So we'll discuss the book then. Um, yeah. Now let's let's wrap it up. Let's talk about our picks for Tasmania. Um, Mustangs now got thirty kilos hanging from their head. How many times is Fabian Coulthard going to roll this car now? No. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Well, we're all going to pick McLaughlin, aren't we? Isn't it? I am not wearing a shell shirt today. Oh, you know, I see you got a um, team two thousand and nineteen team shirt on. Oh, uh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Team Roland Dane. I actually Dane. only. <laughs> <laughs> You're like speechless now. <laughs> no, no. It's, I was like the other day. I was like, I swear I bought like a Red Bull shirt in Adelaide. Where is it? It's like. We never wore anything. I haven't <laughs> fully unpacked from Adelaide. It was still in the packet. <laughs> it's only in my been suitcase. a month, mate. <laughs> well, so I was looking for the um, the three sixty camera I got to put on the go kart for the next uh, for this weekend's race. Yeah, I was like, Daniel, where is this? I haven't found it, and I'm like, rip it out. I swear, I put it in the kitchen. Where is this? Looking through everything, looking in, out in the lounge room, in, in the, the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, who's your pick? Are you going to go Scotty? Well, you have to go Scotty, don't you? With the form he's had so far, I feel like the center of gravity is not going to make a huge difference there no. as well. Um, you just have to. All right. So we'll pick you in for Scotty. Now, I'm... I'm going to go Jamie. Yeah, Wink Cup. He's... How consistent is that he's guy He's been consistent. Lounsey won a race here last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fabian did, and then I think I can't remember who the other driver was, but we had three different winners that last year. Did Shane win a race last year? No. He's been good there before. Yeah, like every time I think I see him in the wall. 
Like <laughs> that hairpin. <laughs> Goes around the outside. Yeah. Puts it in a he wall. He kind of got put in that wall, but... <sighs> he sh- probably shouldn't have gone around the outside. Yeah, well, sort of, but yeah, yeah, I agree. But anyway, I'm going to go Jamie Wincup. Okay. Because, you know, why not? Well, he's doing a really good job, and, you know, they might start getting Let's their head around the Let's see how springs. these springs could go. I don't think the center of gravity is going to really affect it too much, but I think this track is just so quick and small and tight that... Oh, it's, it's going to be it's all gonna on. It's going to come down to team. The only thing I'm questioning is, do Triple Eight have their head around the single spring? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, that's my view as well. I feel like the Mustang, Scotty's comfortable already. And I feel no, like I'm comfortable with stro- my two point lead already. Yeah, so I'm I f- like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I feel like this. Well, I feel like Triple Eight's been struggling a little bit with the, the setup wise, where I feel like Scotty's been comfortable. I feel like this track here, but you know, the right team calls and whatnot can, it can make a big difference. So it will be the guys that strategize right, that get their, um, like qualifying laps, right. I gaps on the track, right. Because this track is very busy. Obviously we're going to have the, the format from the yes, private practice, format, yep. but it still gets busy. So you've got to get that gap, right. So you can get your flying lap, right. And we, this is the first time we're going to have that park for May settings. Yeah, qualifying. Okay. Yep, yep. So that'll Which be I don't... It's basically the same as Formula 1. Just set your car up at, for race on Saturday and don't touch it for the race. Well, and th- that's going to be really interesting. We've not seen it before and um, it will make a big difference. Now, I, think. I wonder... I guess it wouldn't really affect too much, but would you still be able to affect the car in Friday practice and change it before qualifying, uh, yeah, even though yeah. that's the first session of qualifying, technically? It's, so only getting it's only getting done Q2. from Q3, yeah. yeah. But I guess, yeah, you could adjust it a little bit. A, what is it, top 10? Top or is it 10 top, top? of the combined Friday practices. Yeah, but that are, sorry, from the final part of qualifying that aren't allowed to change because there is a certain cutoff where they are allowed to change. I thought it was all qualifying from qualifying. When they go into qualifying, they're done. No, I think there is oh, a okay, certain maybe it's amount. Only because, yeah, I think there's a certain amount that are allowed to change. I feel like it's the top whatever it is the last the last session because um, they were talking about those there'll be advantages for people to, that don't make it in to be able to modify their car setups to go oh, faster okay. so it will be interesting to see That'd be interesting. it's going to mix it up we'll see how it goes alright well next week we'll be back you I won't be I will be probably on the the lovely daily river Trying to not break a motor off the back of a boat because it's very low no at the moment. Water in that. Yeah, she's pretty low at the moment. A lot of rock bars and locks. Um, so, Mitch, if you're listening, you're on the show next week. Yeah, he doesn't Mitch, know yet. Your call up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, tag you it. Thank you very much for listening, guys. If you have anything you want to write in, write into us at breakinglate at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breakinglate. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. See ya.